everybody welcome to another podcast episode my name is uh, richard and this is where we have conversations about not only business but your personal lives and how being an entrepreneur and a business builder uh, can have an effect and how they play up against each other i had recorded this particular episode in march this year which just shows another five months have gone by so quickly and initially i was uh, going to talk about this challenge that we see on social media where everything is glamorous but in reality i was going through a really really tough time and the two worlds just seemed to collide with each other and you know i i i, I couldn't i couldn't do it anymore i couldn't continue to post um content where I knew it wasn't the real me. Good news is that I've taken a lot of time to recover from that. I sort of am posting a lot more uh, genuine, real. Uh, I'm not sure what the right word would be to describe the the, the type of content that I'm posting, uh, but it does. It feels better, and it's also getting a lot of you uh, if you. Or used to my content uh, to react more and to identify with it and that's kind of the, the point of this was really just to you know um, understand that other people are also going through challenges that they're also going through tough times and that if we continue to pretend away uh, that challenges that we never really have the true conversations so I hope that you are able to find some identity in this uh, recording it was initially recorded as a video but I decided to release the audio only make more sense so you can carry it in your pocket and give it a good listen anyway thank you if you like the podcast like the message please like this or share it with someone that you think will take good value out of it here we go can't believe I've waited so long to tell the story I can't believe that it's been such a challenge for me to talk about this when I've been dealing with it for a long time. And just the way that it's coming about is very strange to me. And so I want to tell this as authentically as you would want to hear it. It's not like I wouldn't say it authentically, I wouldn't tell the story authentically. But, you know, in social media world, you got to catch people in that, you know, first three seconds, draw their attention, create a thumbnail, you know, good copy to get people to click on it. But for this particular story, I'm not following that route. I'm, I'm going to get honest. I'm going to get real about why I haven't been posting a hell of a lot on social media or really creating content. Um, the main reason is I was felt disconnected from the content. I, I felt like it wasn't genuine, it wasn't real. And the more I read other pieces of like social media and I just got more and more convinced that none of it is real. Nobody's posting anything real on social media. And the other day I posted a link. I'll share that with you was about a loss that I had many years ago, 14 years ago, 
uh, where my wife and I had uh, experienced a miscarriage. So my wife and I, but you know, together. Well, this experience was devastating to me at the time. Um, it was our first pregnancy and we were very excited and it came as a shock with, uh, you know, the doctor turned on the monitors and there was no heartbeat. You know, and he just went, oh dear. And with that, oh dear, our entire lives sunk. And it really did feel like all hope was taken away from me. Moving past that was so, so difficult. And so that's what nobody really shares on LinkedIn or Facebook. And, you know, maybe now with COVID, there's a lot more people sharing about the so-and-so passed away, but uh, no one shares about how they feel, how this has impacted them, the decisions that they need to make now versus you know, the life that we're living yesterday or five minutes ago. And that's what I got disillusioned about. And I didn't want to post content for views and likes and clicks anymore. I wanted to post things to help people. And in my business life, I quite honestly that's always what I believed I was doing. I believed every product and service that I created was going to help people. I honestly believe that. I believe that our solutions, when we automated something, that they are going to go home less angry, less frustrated at the end of the day. When we did our management accounts, I believe that they, your, the accountants would no longer need to spend three days compiling management accounts so that they could go home and have happier lives with their families. That's what I believed and still do believe that. And so creating content for me has never been really about the likes. It would be about the impact. Am I reaching enough people to make an impact? But last year, many of us went through different experiences with the introduction of the lockdown. Um, and as we come on the first anniversary of our three-week lockdown, you know, it's, I felt it's important that I do actually finally share this message. Whether or not, maybe this doesn't impact you, this isn't something you need to hear or experience you fine you you okay you didn't happen to you you okay your job ticked on it was inconvenient you know then that's fine you can just click it close this window don't watch the rest of the video this isn't for you if you've made it this far this is for the people that struggled where it wasn't fine that lost their jobs and almost lost their lives i'm one of those people and while I kept a good facade for social media, I was not doing okay. And up until yesterday, <laughs> I thought I was doing fine now. I got help. I joined a program group of men who 
you know, talk through things and co-compassionate listening. It's really been a game changer for me over the last few months. But up until yesterday, it was just a few triggers. This got me so flooded with emotion. I knew I'm not really okay. And I think the only thing that's going to make me okay is to start being honest about what happened. Why 2020 nearly killed me. So, just to give some background, I founded a company, been running a company for 13 years. It, by all accounts, it was very successful. We employed over 30 people, made tens of million in revenue every year, and everything was good. It was so good that three years ago, I made the move uh, to Durban, where I live now. And so the company main sort of running operations was in Cape Town, and I was in uh, Durban, and we operated throughout the country and sometimes uh, outside of our borders. So watching this lockdown happen and watching this company really just implode was extremely, extremely hard. I had poured all of my life into this company. I poured everything into imagination, more than anyone would ever see or know about the sacrifices that I made with my family time, my wife, my daughter, the holidays not taken. It just was overwhelming to watch it all kind of implode. And everything I tried to do didn't work. My financial livelihood was tied up into this company. Only I couldn't just quit and go find another job. <laughs> uh, and I did think about that. I did try to do that. I eventually if that a point was felt like I'm just unemployable. I'm just unemployable. There's just no ways that anyone is going to employ me. So depression set in. And that depression got worse. And as I pretended my way on social media, um, it just didn't help. I found myself more disconnected from the world than ever before. So, you know, when you're at this low point in your life, when you are at a point where you feel that the world will be better without you in it, it's not a lot of sense that people can tell you. You know, it's like people tell smokers that smoking is bad for your health. Like telling someone who's depressed to just have positive thoughts is as useless as telling the smoker that smoking is bad for your health. I couldn't find a positive in anything. And what made it worse was watching some of my contents and my posts being enjoyed and liked by people commenting and some of them even phoning me um, watching that all happen and know just how empty I felt inside made that even worse having to go through 
other people's feeds and content and watching them also be happy. The more happiness I saw, the more it made me depressed. And it might sound... I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like. You tell me. But that was my world. That's how I felt. That's what I was going through. The weird thing that stopped me from taking my own life was my distrust in the insurance industry. Thanks, insurance industry. You saved my life. But outside of that, it was creating posts of vulnerability, light vulnerability on social media platforms, and then seeing real people come out in support and say encouraging things to me or message me, trying to give advice. And I know that we just spoke about telling the positive thoughts. That wasn't the advice. It wasn't like think positive or like just focus on the positive. Life will get better. It was, I feel you. I too am struggling. I'm here for you. Those were the messages that got me through. To feel that suddenly I'm not alone. Others are also struggling. Then looking and trying to find their stories. Speaking to them. That's what got me through. And that's why I'm making this video. For the person that needs to hear it. That needs to get through this. Okay. So now that the biggest part is over. Yes, I was very depressed. I felt that social media was just making it worse. I didn't like that. Seeing happy people, um, my distrust in insurance industry was really the driver of me saying, well, okay, I can't do that because insurance industry won't pay and my family will be left worse off. Uh, that's not responsible. I can't do that to them. And then saying, okay, you're in a hole. What are you going to do? And so that's the journey that I embarked and that's kind of what I want to share as well was that number one attachment attachment was one of the biggest problems of everything that I was so attached to the business that I built that I couldn't see my own value do you understand that I couldn't see my own value I couldn't see me me and the company were one. But the moment that I started to look at everything in little boxes, that's what I do, my analysts, so put things in boxes and try to sort of prioritize and process and what's going on. I realized that the company is not me. And that if somebody bought the company today, that they would then own the company and I would still exist. So realizing that attachment was the one, one of the problems was a good thing. And then the journey to, well, detachment then would be the other answer. And what are the problems that were holding me back in this attachment world? So that was, that was one of the things that I did was I realized there's attachment uh, to the company and being able to say, I am not the company really started to solve things because then I could look at the company as just an asset 
and say, okay, what do I do with this asset? It's underperforming. What do I do with it? And what can I do? Or what would I actually like to do? And the second thing I did was I looked at me and I asked, what do you want to do? That was the question I asked. What do you want to do? Not money and all of those good things. I just said, what do you want to do? And part of it was things answers that came out surprised me when I was truly honest and sat down and asked myself a question. No, no, the money, how do I want to earn money? It was, what do you want to do? And I actually realized that I like what I do. I didn't like managing all the people, but I like what I do. The data analytical work is something I enjoy. Solving problems for people is something I enjoy. So I put that on a little note and said, that's something I actually do enjoy. I also say, well, I do like making content. I like making videos. I like learning about videos and editing and sound. And so I said, well, okay, do some of that. And so I started to create this journey, this map of, you know, what my lifestyle will be. What, how do I want to spend my day? I want to wake up. I want to do this and whatever it was you know i can't and so that's what i do now i get up sometimes i get up at five sometimes i get up at six and i go walk early or i walk late in the day but the morning most of my morning is spent with my family getting my children ready for school not in a hurried way but just getting them ready and then dropping them off at school and either I go for a walk before that or I go for a walk after that. Sometimes it's a run depending on how fit I feel on the day. So that is something and then I'll spend my morning depending what day it is I spend the time on something that I feel is important because the morning the kids are at school I have clarity. I either sit down with my wife and have a coffee with her and we have a bit of a chat catch up you know or I go into some thought about planning about some new idea I have and that's made a massive difference so it's not just about you know the this but working it's not just about working it's about doing something that you want and doing it in a way that you want so attachment was the problem and I ask myself, what do you want to do? Those two key, those are key things that really, really catapulted a healthier me. And then the third thing was, well, you also have to earn money. So how much do you need to earn? And that was an important question because it allowed me to think about, well, if I need 50,000 rand a month, pay expenses, school fees, medical aid, all of these things, whatever it is, you know, and I said, well, there's probably 20,000 in here that I can cut out. That's what I did. I just made sure that there wasn't any rubbish in my monthly expenses that I'm ignoring. And so I cut those things out. And so I know my monthly number. This is what I need, which allows me to look back and then say how much work do I need to do 
of this data analyst stuff. And then how much time does that give me to do other things? And that really was important because boy did I need it these last three months with my wife being put on bed rest, expecting our third child, uh, premature at 36 weeks, but happy, healthy. And that put a lot of extra responsibility on me. But because I had structured these things by, by wanting to survive, I actually found that I'm in a better position than I ever was my entire life. Even though I ran a company, even though I had employed so many people, I was never free to choose my hours of the day. But now I am. And so that actually made me happier, knowing that I have more control of my life. I'm not so subject to clients, whatever they need. I do respect and, and, and like, maybe love a lot of my clients. But when I needed to focus on my family, I simply said, I'm not available. I can't do this now. I cannot guarantee my attention to this task because of the situation. And I jokingly spoke to a, a, a in a client meeting the other day, I said, I developed this really rude habit of when people ask me, how are you doing? I actually tell them how I'm doing, whether that's good or bad. I will tell them because I don't want to sit in a meeting and have pretend that things are okay when they're not. When something's bothering me, be able to say, I'm under pressure in this area. I can't focus on this right now. And I understand that they also have the right to go and choose other consultants to work with. That's okay. But at least I know I'm happy with the choices that I'm making. And so that's really when I started off the year, I created this plan, this strategy for my year, my 2021, is to make sure that I'm doing the work I want to be doing. Earning enough money enough money so that I'm comfortable. Not excess, not in excess, just comfortable. And being in charge of the choices that I'm making. Those are the things that I'm really focusing on. So if you're going through challenges, I want you to know that I really, really understand. It hasn't been easy and it continues to be daily work that I put in. I'm fortunate enough to be part of a, a group of men who allow you to speak as I'm speaking now. And they listen. No judgment, no commentary, no solutions offered. Just a place for you to share. If you did something, that strikes a chord with you and you want to reach out and find out more then please do my social handles are all over the show and I'll include it in the notes of wherever it is that you are watching this and I want to wish you wellness wealth and happiness 
Thanks so much for being part of my journey.